Welcome to 30 Minutes with TNA. It's so good to be here. Happy Friday. So excited on a Friday morning. <laughs> I'm so excited to talk about, to change up our format a little bit this week. We've decided that we're going to try to have one general topic per episode. Um, and this week we picked the topic of routine. The because, power of routine. Yeah, because it's something that I've been struggling with as I just had my baby almost five weeks ago. And that Alexa, for those of you who don't know her, is probably one of the most productive people I've ever met and is really good at sticking to her routine. So we figured that we would talk about it uh, from both perspectives and talk about it in different areas of people's lives, how it comes into play. My first question for you is what even if it's really small or even if it's like a daily ritual, what is something that's keeping you alive right now in terms of routine with the baby? Either going for a walk in the morning with my dog and my baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the one thing that I try to do every single morning. Um, and if I'm lucky and I can get on the Peloton, then also that, which that was part of my regular routine before I had a baby. So trying to fit that back in. Um, with a baby is, is a challenge, but mm-hmm. some days I get it. Mm-hmm. Do you have like small, do you have tea every morning? Do you have coffee every morning? Do you wake up and walk to a certain part of your kitchen? Or is it kind of just, you wake up to a baby and whatever's going on with the baby, your day kind of shifts in rhythm with that. Yeah. It's pretty much whatever Caspian wants and needs first. And then my routine second. So getting up with him, I mean, I guess that could be considered routine since he obviously wakes up every morning and I obviously have to tend to him every morning. Um, So we're getting a routine in that sense, but his time changes every morning. So there's not much um, consistency there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I feel like consistency is the word when we talk about routine and I think routine exists in order to facilitate consistency in our own lives. And it's no secret that what we focus on grows. So with a routine, when you focus on something consistently, it has consistent growth, meaning every time you do it, that muscle becomes a little stronger, that craft becomes a little bit more honed in. Um, And a good example of this is our podcast where, you know, we've taken multiple breaks and, and psychologically what happens when we take the breaks of not meeting every morning, every week, um, that we kind of, the podcast kind of falls apart, you know, aside from us not feeling like we have something and we're growing something, it kind of starts to feel like it's withering and it's dying, but also the audience, their audience doesn't grow. Without consistency, you can't build an audience. And um, I think that when, when you talk about routine, there's so many different aspects of it. So it's like, what do you want to grow, right? And morning routines, I feel like have a lot to do with mental health. Yes, especially for all the morning people out there, which both of us, I think, fall in that category. Yeah, well, at least now you do. Now I do. 
<laughs> not when I was up until 3 a.m. doing comedy. <laughs> yeah. <living> with you. <laughs> yeah, that routine was like roll out of bed and roll out of bed and crawl into our office <laughs> until you tell me what I need to finish for the day. <laughs> <laughs> and then take a nap at four and be out the house at 10 p.m. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, change it. Yeah. So, so, I mean, I've had a morning routine kind of shift and, and change over the years. Um, I will say that I have discovered the power of it in, in 2020, because like, as you know, I started off this quarantine and pandemic year living with a man Mm -hmm. and I kind of bent into his routine and it didn't work for me. And I would try to sneak away in the morning and journal. And I felt self-conscious, you know, like I didn't feel like I had the freedom to like do my own routine because I was in his home and his routine was a little bit different. He even drank coffee different than I did. We weren't in this like deep relation, comfortable, securely attached relationship. We were like to we were a man and a woman living under a roof together, barely even knowing each other. So that lack of routine fucked me up in more ways than I could even realize at the time. And when I left that house, I dove back into like myself and like my routine and what works for me. And like, I, I pretty much have stuck to that since, and we're talking, this is like April. Um, and I mean, I wake up, I meditate. So someone once told me that 10 minutes of silence every day would do me really well. And I really took that to heart. So I try to get 10 minutes of just silence in my brain. Um, So I just sit and I meditate and insight timer has these like courses where it's a new meditation every day. And I really enjoy them right now. I'm doing David G's 40 days of transformation. And it's actually a 30 minute like program every morning. So I kind of roll out of bed, sit on to, uh, the same seat every morning, play him. And I'm kind of in a bathrobe and I kind of curl up and I listen to him. And then I sit in silence for 10 minutes, go to the kitchen, turn on music, make my coffee, grab my journal, scribble some notes in there. Um, and then that's kind of like the basis of the routine. And I try to do yoga for an hour every day. Um, and as you said, like I'm very productive and I'm very busy. And so if I don't do that though, if I don't carve out the time to do that, I, my day ends up being really weird. And especially in quarantine, sometimes I'll like crawl in bed at four or something just because I don't feel like I nourish myself. Yeah. So speaking, um, kind of rewinding for a second to when you're, you felt like your routine was interrupted because you were living with someone who you felt self-conscious to tend to your regular routine. And obviously, you know, that's not good for your mental health. Um, what kind of advice or suggestion can you give to the listener about that? Maybe you've learned from that experience about, you know, being in a new space and trying to stick to your regular routine, whether it's, you know, a morning routine or a fitness routine or um, even your work from home uh, routine, like how can you advise the listener to stay true to what they've decided to stick to um, and be consistent with, whether they 
are moving or are traveling or are just not in their regular place each day. Um, because I think a lot of people, you know, we started this podcast during COVID um, and it's been a topic ongoing since we started. A lot of people had to work from home. And I think maybe this question, <laughs> I think a lot of people are having the same question. So you should share with them what you think. I think the first step is to acknowledge the importance of the routine. Make it very apparent to yourself and, and just, just know that this is important to me because with this routine, I'm better. With this routine, you know, I'm, I'm facilitating something, I'm growing something. Um, with this routine, my body feels good, my mind feels better, and I'm working on growing this muscle, i.e. writing this book, or, you know, just getting my thoughts out on paper. I think the first step is to just know this is important to me. And if you can acknowledge that, then it's a wonderful opportunity to set boundaries. And uh, it's, it's, a, it's a self care practice. So if you feel like you understand how important it is, and then you are finding yourself abandoning it, I would say that that's lack of self care, that you're abandoning yourself. And um, routines can change a little based on where you are, because it's a different room, a different chair, a different kitchen, sometimes you know, sometimes you don't have to journal. Sometimes you just sit and, you know, do something else. Um, but I think it's really powerful to be able to communicate. I need this time. Um, especially when you're in a house with other people and you wake up and you roll out and there's like people in the kitchen and everyone's doing something and they're like, want some food. And then all of a sudden you're eating breakfast without having nourished your routine. Um, and I think that's, that's abandonment. It's a, it's a form of self-abandonment. Um, but it's also very difficult to self set boundaries and boundaries are the key to happiness. Um, so I would say diligence, I would say practice and communication is a really big part of it. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I just wasn't away for a weekend with six girls and, um, I just woke up a little bit earlier than others. And sometimes there was a girl in the kitchen and I would say, I'll be right back. I have to meditate. And it was like a, it was like a source of power for me. <laughs> I felt really good about it. I was like, I will be right back. I have a thing that I do. And I know that I need 10 minutes of silence in my brain. Otherwise my brain is just a bunch of ping pong balls. Um, and I will say that one of the days I didn't do it and I was slightly agitated that day like for many reasons, but like, I know that I didn't do my routine and that, and when I snapped and was a little bit like, um, I went back to my routine and, and okay, I gotta, you know, keep doing that. So also we feel bad. We feel bad about ourselves. So if your practice is writing, yeah, which is a lot of people's practices, and people say, I'm right every day for 10 minutes. And then if you don't do it, you just, you just feel shitty. So you can avoid that by uh, communicating, I guess. Yeah. So I guess, I mean, for me, my routine, like the one thing that I know I have to do every day is move my body, which is a lot different than sitting in silence. Um, and I think, you know, everyone has a different 
routine some people their thing is like they have to get up and read the news or I don't know get up and call their grandma I don't know um as long as we're talking about morning routines and I think um there's so many things that, that can interrupt especially a baby which is what I'm going through having a baby interrupt my regular workout routine which like I would go in my gym in my house and I would be in there for like an hour or so and do you know I would do weight training and do cardio and do all these things and now um for me to try to be able to move my body every day I have to bring the baby with me and go on a walk which is not my ideal workout but it's still kind of me you know like you said on knowing that this is important to me and mm -hmm. start and honoring that mm -hmm. um so, and, you know, if we were to travel, which obviously, you know, the world is weird and I have a five week old, so I don't know really how it would go yet, but I think, I think moving around walk, taking the baby on a walk is something that I could probably do on the fly, even if I weren't in my own home, which, um, which is a good, which is a good thing to commit to something that's easy that you can pack with you, I guess is my point. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think the power of habit is, is a form of self-care and you carving out the time and you communicating to your husband and even your child that you have to do this is in large part for them because mm -hmm. you can't always be caretaking. You can't always be exerting energy. You have to take care of yourself. You know, the ability to give comes from the exact amount of ability to receive, right? Like the Buddhists always use the metaphor of the cup. So when your cup is full, you can pour it out. But, in, but if you pour out your cup into your husband and your baby in your home, you'll end up with an empty cup. And so you need to find the routine that continues to fill that cup up so that you can show up. I love that metaphor. I've never heard that before. Yeah. Um, Britta, her car, actually, her license plate is empty cup. <laughs> oh my God, I love that. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And, and, and people, you know, acknowledge this all the time, right? The power of habit is that like best-selling book that neither of us read. Mm -hmm. I think I need to read it. You maybe don't since you already are a really habitual person and so good about those things. Well, I'm excited to check in next week because I'm getting a puppy today. So we'll see how, yeah. how it, how my, how I'm able to keep up my routine and then also how I can give him a routine and also how you give Caspian a routine. Like, I feel like babies and dogs are very, and puppies, you know, it's like in their developmental stages, how is routine so important? Like, have you fostered a routine for him that feels like a safe space for him where he's like, oh, I know it here. I recognize it here. This is safe for me. I've definitely been putting a lot of effort towards it um, since I do have a dog and I've had a dog for nine years. And I you know this is probably shitty for me to like compare my baby to my dog, but- <laughs> I was the only um, living thing, you know, that I was responsible for through my life, all through all my 20s, basically. And for him, you know, I obviously had to train him. I had to train him to go outside. So 
when he wakes up, we I take him out no matter where we lived or what we were doing. Like that's something that you have to do if you have a dog in the morning, if you don't want them to shit all over your house. Um, and with Caspian, you know, when I brought home this little baby, I'm like, okay, we got to just like teach him everything immediately. But you know, he's just a blob and he doesn't understand anything. And he doesn't know anything because he's just a teeny tiny bitty baby. But one thing that I think he's starting to understand is which was the most important for us like for him to differentiate the daytime and the nighttime because obviously all new parents your goal is to get your baby sleeping as long as you can as quickly as you can um obviously we're only five weeks in so his biggest stretch of sleep has been six hours which i think is a huge accomplishment um but what we do is you know every night kind of sometime between 6 30 and 7 30 it will give him a bath, whether, you know, we don't use soap every night, but we'll put him in the bath. So he knows like, okay, warm water, bath time. It might be nighttime coming. So, and then after his bath, you know, he has his little massage. And then after his massage, we get him dressed in his pajamas. (laughs) And after he gets in his pajamas, he has his last, his bedtime bottle. And we'll feed him that. And then after his bedtime bottle, he knows that it's time for nighttime sleep, which is in his room, in his crib, in the dark. Um, whereas his daytime sleep is kind of random. You know, he might be out and about with us. He might be sleeping in the living room. He might be sleeping in his bouncy chair. He might be sleeping in the car seat. Um, but his nighttime sleep is always the same. So he's learning when about what is the start of the nighttime sleep. Um, And it's been good, I think, for me also to have to do that routine with him because um, it just helps me kind of stay a little sane, like, okay, now the baby is going to sleep, which eventually that will be, okay, the baby's asleep and now I'm free for whatever it is that I need to do, whether that's eat dinner with my husband or watch something stupid on Netflix or it'll be time that I'll have to myself once he's not waking up all the time. Um, so yeah, that routine is good for both of us and it's new. It's only five weeks old, this new routine, but once you have your puppy, I'm sure you'll have a whole new morning. <laughs> yeah. What's cool about what you just shared is the identifying of the cue, which is a part of routine. So you identify the cue. I woke up for you guys. It's um, being immersed in water. And that cue signals something to the brain of both, both mom and baby. We're beginning to start this stage of the day. The stage of the day is going to sleep. Here's the cue, right? Mm -hmm. Once you identify the cue, you start to feel the reward. And like, in this case, the reward is peace. In this case, the reward is even just recognizing the time of day, which I think can be tricky for a mom who's like lack of sleep and a baby who doesn't really understand the cycle of the circadian rhythm of the earth yet, right? right. So there's a lot of reward there. And what's interesting about identifying the cue and reaping the reward and doing the action of habit in between is that the reward grows. So like, I don't know why, but the idea of an ice skater is coming to mind. Ice skater is like, 
lace on their blades. That's their fucking cue. And then they go practice and they feel the reward of just getting better and better. And the cue is you put on your fucking skates, you hop on the ice and you do, you do really well when you skip the cue. Right. So in our like podcast cue, I guess it would be logging on to zoom. Yeah. That's our cue. We kind of get into this mental space of we're about to do something that we do every week. Yeah. Um, and, and, and our brain starts to recognize it and say, I'm building this muscle. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm sure Caspian is going to always recognize bath times as a bedtime cue. I think when, when you foster that and nourish that, uh, it becomes a rhythm and, and that's, we, we, maybe we should also talk about how you can do that with bad habits. Yeah. Let's you touch know? on that because it's definitely easy. Once you start lying, you become a liar because you realize how you can get away with it. You're, you're still flexing a muscle, you know, once you, once you start, I don't know, <laughs> what's a bad habit? I don't know, staying up till 3 a.m. every night at a bar, even though you got off stage at one. Yep. <laughs> one day. That's about <laughs> habit. That's about habit. I fell into that habit. Smoking <laughs> cigarettes. Was, yeah, smoking cigarettes. I think a lot of people struggle with that one. Yeah. Um, dating the wrong person. Dating the wrong person is a really interesting one because people, you will often see you know, it's not like you just dated the wrong person once. It's like again and again and again and again, and it's the wrong person. Then it's the wrong person again. It's the wrong person again. And, you know, you can date the right person and not end up with them forever. That's possible. And it's great learning. Like you can date a bunch of really great people and then find your forever person. But a lot of people get in a cycle of dating the wrong person. Or dating like the same person. So it's kind of like the same person with a different haircut. That's what I like to say, because you're, you're used to someone making you feel this particular way. And so you just keep falling right back into that without catching yourself and, you know, personal self-care habits could break other, other habits. Right. So if you're going out till three in the morning, you could have the habit of stopping drinking at midnight, then you won't stay out till three. Yep. Right. Or you, if you're in the habit of dating the same guy with a different haircut, you can have the habit of facilitating self-love, acknowledging what you need to feel. Then it's like chain reactions. Then that guy comes around with the same haircut and you're like, I know what you are. And I know you're not good for me because I have the habit of facilitating self-care. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's really good advice. I think for anyone who, you know, might be falling into bad habits, um, because of COVID anxiety or like yeah. adjusting to work from home life or yeah. um, I don't there's so many things that I think people are dealing with now in terms of trying to create a new habit or struggling with their old one because of all the change that's happened in the last year. Yeah. And I would say that start small. So, um, this stuck with me once when I was hesitant to meditate and I was kind of like, I can't meditate. Like I just can't, um, (laughs) when I was in that, in that mode, uh, my mom told me meditations can be anything. Habits can be anything. When you pour your milk in your coffee and you stir it and you just focus on that, you can just, that can be your meditation of the day. And what's that one minute. Right. Um, so 
my, one of my biggest parts of my routine is flipping my kettle on, grinding okay. my coffee, putting the coffee grinds into a French press, pouring okay. the water into a fresh press. Like this is a routine and it's small, but I do it every day. And so if you're inspired by this podcast or just inspired by the power of habit, find something small that you enjoy doing that nourishes you and then make a note of it. I'm going to do this every day. And I also think it's okay to take like a day off a week on Sundays. I don't make my bed. Right. I'm like, I don't make my bed on Sundays. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I love that. So yeah, start small and, 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 and no, that it's for you, right? This is, this is for your, your own heart and soul and mind for no one. Yeah. I think that's really important too, because, um, especially in a partnership, um, your routine isn't, you know, you can't force someone else into your routine. You need to really acknowledge and recognize that it is something that's for you and not expect or force, um, your husband or wife (laughs) or boyfriend or girlfriend or whomever domestic partner to follow suit um, because it's something that's for you. So always remember that because, you know, uh, with my, my getting my son ready for his bedtime routine, this actually is not a great example. It has to be like a, the family needs to be on board but sometimes my husband will be like well let's just stay stay a little longer at this like wherever we are I'm like no we have to go home right now because he needs to get in the bath he's like well what if we just don't bath him tonight I'm like no he has to have a bath but we washed him yesterday no (laughs) we don't have to wash him he just needs to go in the water so he knows it's bedtime yep and staying true to your routine even if your partner's and husband's wives are not on board like you have to do it because you've decided this is what you're doing yeah and actually that's a good point t is like sometimes following through with your routine is sloshing into it sometimes it's like motherfucker like sometimes i'm journaling and i'm like i literally have nothing to say and i don't know why i'm sitting here and i'm just wasting my time and it's so easy to just like close it move on it's so easy to just stay where you are and forget the bath yeah, so sometimes yep. it's definitely sloshing through it and just getting it done. And but typically, um, especially for me with fitness, uh, whenever I'm like, I really don't want to do this, and I force myself, I always am happy later. So like, I have a thing in my gym that says, um, "The only workout you regret is the one that didn't happen." Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, like, sometimes I'm like going there and I'm really not feeling it. And then I read that. I'm like, okay, bitch, get on the fucking bike. Yep. <laughs> We're in a pedal for 25 minutes. <laughs> yep. So, yeah. well, we're running out of time, but I, but I also want to say that routines in friendships and relationships are also good. Oh yeah. Maybe less often. Right. But But like, if you decide, and I'm sure you have something you can share, but you know, my ex and I, every Sunday, we would have like kind of an abundant breakfast. (laughs) Sundays were like the days we like sat at the table and had pancakes, eggs and bacon and coffee and orange juice. And like, you know, just kind of were to get the newspaper, like it's silly. And, but it, we knew that that was happening and we wouldn't make plans then. And that was kind of our time to like sit, sit across the table with each other. And also with friendships, like our chat, we have a group chat, you, me and Chelsea, like 
that's a routine. We check in with each other. Um, Mm -hmm. There, I think, you know, when I see, I have a friend, Sam, and we nourish our relationship by like monthly going on a walk. routine. It's a lighter routine, um, but you can create these little bubbles of, we do this like this. Um, And I think they help nourish. Yeah, I agree with that. I definitely, all the things that my husband and I used to do, um, you know, like similar, you know, make big breakfast together more than just on Sundays because we both always work from home. Um, So we would do it a lot throughout the week and especially on the weekends. Um, And we used to make dinner together most nights and sit at the table, just the two of us, like every night that we ate home and all those things kind of like flew out the window when we had the baby. So Mm -hmm. I'm sure over time we'll get them back, but it's, it's interesting how quickly they can disappear if you don't uh, try at all. (laughs) that part that part and that's why you have to slosh through it sometimes because sometimes you really don't want to do it like how many times have we hit Thursday and we're like let's just not record a podcast tomorrow it's so easy to not do it it's much harder to do it just like someone I've been reading a book and it's like it's so much easier to be psycho and crazy and like follow your urges to just say do act all the ways that you know, you just impulsively want to, and it's much harder to pause and stop and look internal and da da da. It's so yeah. much easier to say, I'm not doing that today. Yeah. But then it disappears. Whatever it is, whatever book you're writing, if you don't, if you don't write it diligently with a routine and a habit, you ain't, you ain't writing shit. Yeah. So yeah. it's commitment. Yeah. Commitment. And it's so good to have things that you're committed to, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, habit, routine, commitment, they all kind of go hand in hand. I don't 100%. Think have any of them without the others. Yeah, my Invisalign is a surpri- has been a surprising commitment where I'm like, I am committed and dedicated to brushing my teeth all the time and having my teeth like the case and like all these little things and mm-hmm. popping it out every five days. And I'm like, okay, this is cool. This is an opportunity. That's such a good example because when I had Invisalign, I was so like, okay, you know, take it out, put it in, take it out, put it in. And I, people would be like, what the hell? Like you're doing that. And it was such a but I was like, no, like I'm getting my teeth straighter. So I feel you on that. And then I had a boyfriend who like made fun of it. And then one time, and I was like, but I'm, I'm trying to get my teeth straighter. Like this is my, I'm doing this. And then one time I was on a plane and I took it out and I forgot. And they took my tray from my like food tray away and threw my Invisalign away in cash. And I never found it. And I was like, well, I can't just move to the next tray or whatever. The next like teeth thing. And then I just stopped it completely because I like was like, well, I don't have it. I'm not going to put the next one in. And then it was too late. My teeth moved. Oh. Now they're back to normal. So stick with it, girl. <laughs> they're going to be beautiful in the end. <laughs> <laughs> Commitment. <laughs> yeah. Well, before we sign off, I know we're out of time, but um, I, why don't you share some of those quotes about routine? Yeah. Um, I closed the window, so... Oh. We'll just have a moment of si- a moment of pause while I pull it back up. My computer is fine, so I can pull it up in a second. 
Um, haha, I'm back. Okay, so I mean, the first one is about change, which is great because routine facilitates change to the better. Change might not be fast and it isn't always easy, but with time and effort, almost any habit can be reshaped. Um, the next one is about, this is Charles Duhigg, the power of habit, why we do what we do in life and business. Um, and like, for me, I'm like, oh, we have so many unconscious habits, like emailing. Yeah. If you email a hundred times a day, you create a habit of like your tone, how you sign in, how you sign off. Yep. It's like, um, but I like champions don't do extraordinary things. They do ordinary things, but they follow the habits that they've learned. Okay. We know that champions are basically champions of repetition, no matter what field you're in. Right? Yep. Like they say, in order to be an expert, you got to spend 10,000 hours on it, exactly. which would be 10,000 hours doing the same thing, practicing the same sport, um, you know, shooting the same basket. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if you believe you can change, if you make it a habit, the change becomes real. And like, when you do that, when you really practice the habit and then you start to feel the change on this kind of like cellular level, there's, you have no choice, but to believe in it, you know? Um, and I, and this one is, this one is great. Cause don't you think that the most obvious example of routine is exercising the body and then your body becomes fit? Yeah. So willpower isn't just a skill. It's a muscle, like the muscles in your arms or legs and it gets tired as it works harder. So there's less power left over for other things, but the willpower is a growing muscle. You have to get over the hump of being tired and keep yeah. going. And, you know, I love that. Which definitely speaks to, you know, um, starting a new routine isn't easy always, but, <laughs> but you got to start somewhere and you got to build that muscle. Even I mean, if it's not actually fitness, even if it's meditating or whatever, you know, feeding your baby, like one day you didn't have a baby. The next day you had a baby and you just started this routine of waking up to a crying little human, right? Yeah. That is a new routine. And you're like, here we go. And the only thing keeping you going is willpower, right? Yeah. And also like, he has to be alive. <laughs> I have to make sure he's alive. Cause that's what I signed up for when I decided to have a baby. The will to keep him alive. Yep. You know? True. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. I'm going to read the last one because uh, Charles Duhigg mentions the cue that we talked about, the cue of the bell, oh, the cue of waking up, the cue of the coffee grinder. Um, this process within our brains is a three-step loop. First, there is a cue, a trigger that tells your brain to go into automatic mode and which habit to use. Then there is the routine, which can be physical or mental or emotional. Finally, there is a reward, which helps your brain figure out if this particular loop is worth remembering for the future. The habit loop. I love that. Cue, routine, reward, repeat. It's that simple, folks. <laughs> I feel really inspired after this episode. Me too. Together. Even though um, it's not all up to me, it's a lot of it's up to Caspian right now, but 
I do. I feel inspired after this episode. I hope that the listeners um, enjoyed this chat and advice as much as I did. <laughs> yeah. And also like Caspian can be the one to give you the cues. Yeah. Right. Puppy, puppy's probably going to give me the cues to hop into some sort of routine. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have to feed the dog twice a day, probably. And you're going <laughs> to have to walk her a handful of times a day. You're going to have to pick up dog shit. We'll check in on the dog routine next week on the next episode. Flying by the seat of my pants as I always do. I love it. I don't even have a dog bowl. It's fine. fine. You can use a human bowl. Yeah. You just need dog food and like a a leash and a collar. You're good to go. (laughs) I'll survive. You'll survive. My midwife told me when I was freaking out about preparing for the baby, she was like, all you need to take your baby home is diapers and titties. And I was like, (laughs) fair enough. All you need to take your dog home is like some dog food, really. That's it. Yeah. 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 Great. You're good. (laughs) Well, thank you. I think this is great and a great new format. So So maybe we'll survey some people for some other topics for next week. Awesome. And ask them about their routines. So happy routining. Go nourish yourself. Go nourish yourself. Create good habits not bad ones. (laughs) We'll see you next week.